right, and welcome back to Global Views, your favorite place in the airspace for all things language, communication, and culture. As always, my name is Bree. I am your host, and today I'm super excited to be on the podcast uh, because last night I had the honor of attending a virtual private screening for a movie, Sound of Metal, um, that's been in theaters, but none of us have really been in theaters this year. (laughs) It's been in theaters for a little bit now, but it is being released on Amazon Prime today, December 4th. So if you're listening to this after December 4th and you like what you hear about it on the podcast, feel free to go check it out. It is on Amazon Prime. And again, it is called Sound of Metal. So this movie was a really interesting experience and the reason that I was allowed to attend this private virtual screening was because it is actually a movie about a drummer in a rock band who loses his hearing during the movie. And so we got the invitation as an interpreting company, um, especially one that offers ASL interpreting, um, you know, somebody who, you know, a, a, a company that works a lot in the community, we got the honor of attending the screening. And so I got to sit and watch it. Uh, and now I get to tell all of you about it. Um, so the first part of this, I kind of just want to address it as a movie because I am a little bit of a movie nerd. Uh, I love sitting and watching new movies. So we'll talk about it as a movie and then we can try and talk about it uh, from the perspective of, you know, representation because it, that's really a lot of what this movie is, is trying to represent the experience of someone who is losing their hearing and ultimately winds up deaf. I should say spoiler, but that really shouldn't be a spoiler. That's pretty much the basis of the movie. And of course, when I start giving, you know, some of the the perspective from that representation standpoint, please keep in mind, I am a hearing person from a hearing family. Uh, You know, I am not intimately aware of the nuances of the deaf community. So need to put that disclaimer out there um, because there are so many other valuable perspectives you can get, especially on representation in this movie. But let's get into this as a film first. Um, so as a, as a movie, right off the bat, loved it. Um, the, the imagery is gorgeous. Uh, the setting is impeccable. Something about the setting where most of the movie is filmed. It's just so peaceful and serene. I can't complain at all about looking at Riz Ahmed for two hours and ten minutes. Uh, anytime I can look at Riz Ahmed for two hours and ten minutes, you can probably get me there. And Riz Ahmed, of course, plays our main character, Ruben Stone, who is our drummer who's experiencing this hearing loss. Um, his performance is outstanding. Uh, the frustration, kind of the confusion, there's a very deer in headlights almost aura that he has this whole movie which is very understandable for a drummer who has suddenly lost his hearing and actually the first thing that we kind of witness him losing his hearing um, is getting ready for a show that he's supposed to play that night and so that panic that that real anxiety uh, he does such a good job of communicating in his face and his tone and his body language um, and that's kind of one of the themes of, that I really appreciated about this movie is that there's so much showing and not telling. Uh, and Riz certainly does that with his performance. There is, I don't think there's a single moment in the movie where he kind of plainly says, um, I can't lose my hearing, I'm a drummer, this is my career, this is my life. Even though that is the kind of, that's what is implied. That's, you know, the reason that this is such a problem. I'm sure the reason that this causes his so much anxiety. Um, 
but he never comes out and says it. Instead, we are left to understand it based on his performance, and you certainly pick that up the whole time, and it really, really is just incredible. Paul Rashi also has a really notable performance in this movie. Uh, he kind of plays a mentor figure named Joe to Ruben. Um, I won't try and give away too many spoilers to that, but he kind of guides Ruben through the beginning stages of his hearing loss, kind of helps him adapt and cope. The, his performance was just outstanding. Really loved his character, Joe. Um, and Paul Rachey was born to deaf parents. He himself is not deaf, but he does have understanding of the language, uh, ASL, of you know the, the community. And so it's really nice to know that there was some kind of presence like that on set. Um, I know that they had other deaf interpreters on set as well who were there for reference, for point of reference. So they really kind of tried to do their homework, which is much appreciated. But Paul's performance was just incredible. He feels like he felt like my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> so, all around, really enjoyable to watch, um, especially the scenes where Riz and Paul are interacting. Um, now, the other noteworthy thing to mention about this movie is the sound design. And now, the sound design is really what makes this so unique, um, is the sound design is completely subjective to Ruben's experience. And even the way in which the film is captioned is completely subjective to Ruben's experience. Now, what does that mean? Well, when Ruben starts losing his hearing, we lose hearing with him. Uh, we, you know, when people say things to him, occasionally it'll cut back and forth between perspectives and you will be able to hear what someone else is saying. But um, a lot of the time you'll hear just the ringing, you'll hear the muted tone of everything, um, just as he's experiencing it. Um, which really serves to, for, you know, this kind of buildup to these high tension moments just based on that sound design because you'll hear, you know, he'll, he might be in the middle of playing drums or, or doing something of that nature and when he first starts losing his hearing, especially when it's kind of going in and out, um, you'll, you'll see him playing drums and then you'll start hearing that faint ringing and everything kind of slowly fade and as, as you're watching him and his face and his body language kind of change to, oh no, oh no, oh no, you're feeling it too because you're thinking, oh no, he's in the middle of a set, he's in the middle of a song, oh no, oh no, oh no. Um, and that's not to say that, of course, you know, deaf people can be incredible musicians and incredible drummers, but as somebody who has only lived as a hearing person who has no experience with, with a sign or adapting to hearing loss or anything like that to just suddenly lose your hearing definitely is a panic moment. But the sound design doesn't really just stop there. There's also a lot of other really cool things that get incorporated. Um, one of the things that I certainly noticed as a hearing person right away was that the sign language, uh, when Ruben first kind of gets integrated into the deaf community, um, welcomed into the deaf community, there is this cultural gap because he doesn't know sign language and so he ends up in this group that's kind of like a support group and they all sign he does not what's noteworthy about those scenes is i have seen scenes like this before in movies and typically when somebody is signing there is captions on the screen for the hearing audience in this movie there are no captions you watch full asl conversation happen with no context because Ruben also doesn't have any context and so it really invites the audience into that experience of unfamiliarity but also a frustration because there are some scenes 
where you know you see someone sign for a significant amount of time and you think that has to be significant to what's going on. I know they're talking about Ruben. Um, I know they're saying something about this and I wish I knew what it was. Uh, and I had one of those moments while I was watching the movie and I thought that is so genius because I, that's exactly what came into my mind was I know she's saying something about Ruben. I wish I knew what it was. And then I thought, oh, Ruben also knows that he, that she's saying something about him. And he probably also wishes more than I did that he knew what it was. Um, so to really be invited, not to not have, a, you know, an objective kind of third party view of the whole situation, but to be invited into Ruben's experience in that way uh, was immediately noticeable, immediately impactful and really powerful for me as a hearing person who is usually used to knowing what's being said in a room, knowing what's going on, um, not having to question it, not having to wonder. Um, so to be stuck in that situation uh, was was really eye-opening, quite, quite frankly. And you don't get captions for any of the ASL until, until, and this is a bit of a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear anything about the movie, uh, then go ahead and just skip right past this. But you don't get any captions until Ruben learns sign language himself. And then when he starts to gain that language and understanding, then uh, captions appear on the screen. You see his conversations with other signers, um, other deaf individuals who use sign, and it is so good. There is a moment of relief. Uh, first, when you see that he's communicating effectively with sign, and then when you realize that you also now get to understand what is happening. So just as much as you get to experience the frustration and the difficulty with him in the beginning of the movie, you get to experience that <sighs> that breath of fresh air, that relief as he begins to pick up language. There's a lot of really uh, impactful scenes in this movie as well. Um, a lot of standout scenes, I would say, the you know the ones that kind of stay with you going on into the next scene where you're like, wow, that was that was powerful. And like I said before, so much of that is credited to the actors in this film. They really, really just put so much authenticity into it. Um, so much genuine emotion. You can really feel it in the screen. But one of my favorite scenes, and this is a credit uh, to the writer, to the director, um, is a scene where Ruben has not yet learned any sign. He has not grasp any sign and he is in a school um, for deaf children there to kind of gain those skills um, and he can't uh, sign at all during this scene he can't communicate with anyone really that well but there is when he first comes into the classroom that he's kind of in working with with these kids they are all enamored with him because he looks like a, a rock band drummer. He, he looks like a, a metal drummer. Um, and so they're all enthralled with his hair and his tattoos and all of those things. All the kids are, you know, a, a classroom full of kids. Um, and so they're out on the playground at one point. And like I said, Ruben still can't sign at all at this point. And one of the little boys who you notice uh, in the in the scene where he enters the classroom who is enamored with him is sitting at the top of a metal slide that Reuben is sitting at the bottom of. And Reuben kind of sees him. He feels the vibrations of him banging on the slide and turns around, sees this little boy. And so they start beating r rhythms onto the slide back and forth to each other. Um, and it's this really, and it's a metal slide, so it's really easy to catch the vibrations of. Um, and really fits with the title, Sound of Metal. Um, but 
they are kind of kind of start mimicking each other back on back and forth on the slide with the rhythms that they produce and then it cuts away and there's this beautiful oh my gosh I just mean gorgeous heartwarming shot of Ruben and you can see that he's playing probably one of his songs something from when he was used to drumming and performing on the end of the slide and the little boy is still at the top and he's just laying with probably half his body down the slide and you can tell that he's just taking in the vibrations um, and quote-unquote listening um, but really experiencing Ruben play and it's this beautiful moment of connection that they share even when you know communication is still difficult um, when when it's rudimentary um, but as of course you know on Global Views we're all about effective communication um, I would call that scene effective communication that's that's genuine understanding uh, human connection and really like I said really ties into the name beautifully the sound of metal and I mean you hear that name and you think oh of course it's about a, a deaf drummer but then you think about the name the sound of metal and you, and you think back to the scene and you think oh the sound of metal that kind of is almost like this reference to you know th this deep connection that you have with one another so just absolutely beautiful one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie and there's a couple of them I won't spoil them all one of them is the very very end the last scene in the movie oh I just love it it's incredible I'm not gonna spoil it uh because if I start talking about it I'll say something that spoils it but it's really really good so if you want to watch it the last scene I thought was just gorgeous and very serene so as a movie absolutely loved it we'll probably watch it again we'll probably watch it again with a friend uh just because i'm just one of those people when i find a movie i like in my life i want everyone to watch it and i want to watch you watch it <laughs> so i will probably see this movie again um now starting to kind of pivot and talk about the representation in this movie uh, again i want to emphasize that this is you know coming from a hearing person who has very very limited but but maybe basic knowledge of deaf culture and the deaf community just based on the fact that I am lucky enough to be working uh, at an interpreting service and interpreting company and so it is part of my duty to, to know some of these things um, my impression was uh, that it was very cool, like I said, to have a kind of a, a, a sign-centric movie um, that wasn't catering specifically to a hearing audience, um, or at least it, it seemed not to be, especially with the, the scenes that were not captioned, you know, like kind of kept you in the dark. Um, that was very cool to see. I think that's an important experience, especially for hearing people to have. And the other thing I thought was cool was that they did highlight uh, the multiple ways that uh, deaf people communicate um, and that they that they understand language um, because Joe, the, the mentor figure, he reads Ruben's lips to communicate, you know, before Ruben knows sign. So he reads lips. Um, obviously, there's the heavy presence of ASL and sign language throughout the movie. And there is also a, uh, I, I'm not even sure what the technical term for it is, but it's a machine that Joe uses so that Ruben can communicate with him because obviously when he first, you know, starts to lose his hearing and he's in the hearing world completely, so nobody signs, uh, nobody, you know, does, reads any of that. He can't read lips, he can't sign. And so he has to go a couple days with the, you know, the pen and paper, write down what you're saying, I can't hear what you're saying, you know, trying to make it by. Um, and so when he first comes to see Ruben, 
or when he first comes to see Joe, I'm sorry, when Ruben first goes to see Joe, uh, Joe hooks himself up to this little machine where he speaks into a microphone and then it's transcribed onto a computer screen. So Ruben can kind of communicate more in real time, um, which is even that is a little bit of a sigh of relief for me. Um, and so there's the presence of lip reading, there's the presence of sign, there's the, the presence of electronic communication. And then there is also the presence, and this might be another spoiler, I'm going to try not to make it one, um, but I'm just warning, you might be able to put two and two together and kind of figure out where this is going. There is the presence of a cochlear implant in the movie, which is um, something that some people with hearing loss decide to do. The, uh, the cochlear implant has historically been a contentious point uh, in the deaf community um, because deafness is not, you know, a, a handicap. It is, you know, this cultural minority with its own language, its own culture, all these things. Um, so the cochlear implant has been very contentious in the real world, especially and 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 when it's represented in media. Um, and so I certainly am not going to be one to get into say, oh, you should never, or yeah, you should, we should encourage this. Um, what I will say is that there is certainly the presence of one, and it is eye-opening because I knew about the cochlear implant, but I didn't fully understand how it worked, what it was like, um, and you do get to hear a little bit of what um, I'm assuming. I, <laughs> I guess I can't really know unless I ask someone with a cochlear implant how accurate that scene was, but you get to hear a little bit of what the world might sound like with that cochlear implant. And it is different than I thought it was. Uh, I thought I thought it was like a like a replacement for uh, your you know your your standard hearing ability. Um, but it it comes with complications. There are you know reasons. I, I've heard of people before who have gotten the implant and said you know I don't really know if that was the best choice or I don't really like it that much. And I thought how could you not like it? And after listening to it, it it's this strange like robotic almost metallic jumbled scrambled garbled sound at times you can hear it there's a, there's a scene where there's a cochlear implant at a party and it kind of sounds like it's getting overloaded and you think oh oh okay so there <laughs> there are still reasons why this implant might not be great and that's not really anything I understood so um like I said where or not you fall on the core where where you fall on the cochlear implant is totally up to you but um you know there is the presence of one in the movie so I will say the movie was really um was kind of insightful in giving multiple ways of communication um by representing the fact that you know deaf people deaf people are not necessarily a monolith they don't all communicate the same uh they don't have the the same language deaf people are not a monolith they make their own decisions about how they communicate you know what approaches they want to take what they like to do um and so I saw I thought it was really cool to to have all of those different modes of communication in the movie um now what I will say uh, is I did get one of my friends with hearing loss perspective um who felt that the movie the characters themselves did not necessarily portray the full spectrum of what deafness and hearing loss is that the movie kind of seems to be split very starkly into the deaf world and the hearing world. Um, and that that middle ground where a lot of people with hearing loss live, they felt wasn't necessarily represented so well. And I can kind of understand that because so much of the movie does take place um, between completely hearing people 
and um, completely deaf people who, you know, are, are involved in the deaf community and hearing people who just absolutely know nothing of it. Um, you, I guess you get a little bit of kind of the nuance as Ruben is losing his hearing um, because you get to see, you get to see, uh, you know, kind of when he's transitioning, when he's started to sign but still doesn't know so much. Uh, you know, and he's still trying to write on pen and paper. So there is a lot of him trying to interact in the hearing world. Um, there's a lot of him attempting to be a part of the hearing world uh, while he's losing his hearing uh, and then while he's profoundly deaf, all of those things. Um, so you get a little bit of that, but it's in, in terms of characters, um, I, I would say that I have to agree with uh, my friend's perspective that the, the characters themselves didn't necessarily represent the full spectrum. It was kind of one or the other. So that's kind of the take on the representation in the movie. Um, it probably does a lot better job than a lot of the other movies that have been around that include uh, deaf characters, deaf individuals, but maybe we're not all the way there just yet. Um, and I would really love to see, because I would love to see more of that nuance, you know, especially as a hearing person who doesn't have much personal experience uh, or, you know, a long personal history with the the deaf community and with the deaf world and deaf culture um so as a movie absolutely gorgeous incredible incredible acting love the sound design um even just the soundtrack for the movie because he is a musician the soundtrack was really fun too i really had a great time with it uh, visually an incredible movie the colors are just so ugh, they're gorgeous um riz ahmed <laughs> i'll mention again riz ahmed is also gorgeous um as far as, as far as representation, you know, I won't assign it a, a number or a letter grade. We'll say um, it, it did a bit, but, but um, it seems like maybe it didn't do everything. But again, as a movie, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a great story in itself. Um, I, I had a good time. And so if you are interested, I would say check it out on Amazon Prime. Like I said, you can get it today. And tell us what you think. Uh, you can find our social media. You know, if you want to voice your opinion, if you have an opinion about the representation um, or about just the movie as a film, like I do, um, find us on our social media. Our Twitter is at myterps for you. Um, our our Instagram is at myterps for you. Uh, that's the number four and the letter U. And our social media, our Facebook page is Global Interpreting Services. So shoot us a tweet, drop us a DM, something. Let us know what you thought of Sound of Metal starring Riz Ahmed and Paul Rashi. Like I said, hit us up on our social media and we will see you all next Friday.